The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. I want to start with a testimony this morning before I, um, I, I begin to speak the word of God to us and preach to us. We are talking about finishing well. Hallelujah. And again, I decree that you will finish 2020 well. Amen. Hallelujah. And ultimately, you will end your journey in this life well. Um, I, I think sometimes because of the excitement and the beauty and the color of our message in Christianity, um, we don't help many people manage their expectations well. And I've learned from years of pastoring, for some people, um, that can actually be a disadvantage to them. So that's why I've said adding that, um, finishing your life well, because that's the ultimate journey with God. Of course, we are believing God that God will do something amazing for you between now and 31st of December. But that may not happen for everybody. That may not happen for everybody. And that you didn't experience something fantastic by 31st of December does not mean that God has forsaken you. Or God has not answered your own prayer. Or God has ignored you. You know, some people get left with that feeling. And 31st of December comes, 1st of January comes, because, ah, that year they wanted to get married and it did not happen. That year they wanted to have a child, it did not happen. That year they wanted to build a house, it did not happen. If they are not careful, and I'm speaking to such people this morning, I'm, I'm deliberately adding things like this now. You learn some of these things as you grow and mature in ministry. It doesn't mean it's not well with you. Joseph was sold into slavery. If you look at things in a funny way, you will think he, he wasn't making progress. <laughs> and 13 years... I'm sure all of us would say it was the year he entered the palace. That, that was the year he finished. You know that was a finished year well for Joseph. That year that he eventually made it to, to the palace. But what about the previous years? Every, the year end, year, year end was coming. So God is working for you and not against you. Praise God. And we still believe that you will get an amazing testimony. For that's why I want to share this testimony. We would like to testify... Um, to the goodness of God concerning our business. Our industry was um, hugely impacted by COVID. I mean, these people are in events, business, and things like that. And of course, no events during COVID. For months, supernaturally, God showed up for us. Hallelujah. And I prophesied that God will show up for somebody again in the name of Jesus. And he gave us a multi-million naira project that made us recover all that we lost. That, that's what we mean by finishing well. That, that's what God can do for you. That's the power God has. It doesn't matter what has happened. God can step in and crown your year. And it will make the losses that you've had in that year or the previous years. I mean, imagine that year that Joseph made it to the palace. All the ordeal of 13 years, fume. Praise God. That will be somebody's portion. And that will be somebody's testimony this morning. Lift your hands where you are and give God praise for that for a moment. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him again that by his grace, by his mercy, 
you are finishing well. And I want to encourage everyone, keep thanking God. Please send us your testimonies. If God does something amazing for you that is helping you to finish um, the year well, just give God thanks and give God praise. Send in a testimony, massivewonders at kingsword.org. Let's share it with everyone. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Um, while we were doing praise and worship, I, I want to just share this. Each of you, please can come up for me for a minute and get ready. I just looked at my watch. I have this digital watch and everything, and <laughs> a message showed up. I even had a person that was very funny to me. He said, it appears you are doing a workout. That's <laughs> during the praise and worship. I didn't set it to workout mode. So my watch was encouraging me that I set to work, because if you don't set it to workout mode, you won't measure all the other things. It appears you are doing a workout. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> and at that very moment, God just spoke to me. That, that's how engaging the supernatural is. Um, some people don't engage. That my, my watch noticed that something had changed about me. It noticed in that moment. While I was in the room, it didn't tell me I was doing workouts. But because I was singing and moving and everything, my watch, something has changed. When we are teaching you to engage the supernatural, it's not enough to hear these things, so. We talked about resetting with the word. There is a way you change your posture with the word that the devils know that, hey, something has changed in Pastor T's life. Just like my watch noticed that something has changed with the way I was moving. There's a way you engage with church that all the principalities know that, hey, this guy has reset something. And that's when the power of God begins to flow in your life. That's when the wisdom of God begins to flow in your life. All the supernatural things, they are all around you. Supernatural is everywhere around the new creature. We told you three things, in the word, in the spirit, in church. If you are planted in church, you are living, swimming, breathing, supernatural. But you may not be engaging. Hello. It's like electricity. If you are not plugged in, the power is flowing, but it can't enter your device and do what it needs to do. And all these things we do in church, including praise and worship, is how you engage. And there's a way you can engage so well, praise God, that God can step in into your business and give you one contract that will cause you to recover all the losses you have had before. Oh, hallelujah. I pray somebody gets that. Lift your hands and worship God with me. That's another way you can engage. If I rise on your feet, I just want to take just a few moments. Open your mouth and just begin to magnify God. And bless God, engage. Let the devils know you are worshiping. Let the heavens know you are worshiping. Let the angels know it appears Pastor T is worshiping God. Let even your neighbor know that something has changed. The atmosphere has just changed. You have engaged. You are, you are not passive. Too many believers are passive. And they are right there at heaven's gates. They are right there. I told you about Jacob. He woke up and said, wow, this is not an ordinary place. I thought it was just an ordinary place. I am at the gate of heaven. Leave those hands. Open your mouth. Don't wait for anybody, my brother, my sister. God knows when your heart is connected with him. And I tell you, when you engage and make that connection, everything begins to change in your favor. Everything begins to turn around for good. I have no other God but you. Yes, I have no other God but you. 
Lift it up if you know it. Sing it with us this morning. Oh, I have no
Father, we give you praise. We thank you because you are our very present help in this time of need. That you never leave us, you never forsake us. You've kept us from the beginning of this year. Here we are on the last Sunday, the penultimate day of the month of November. About to cross over into the month of December. You've been with us from the first moment of our lives up until now. You've sustained our breath. You've granted us health, life, peace, joy. All manner of blessing after blessing, miracle after miracle. We just take a moment to give you the praise and to give you the glory. To consciously engage with you and your supernatural power. And we ask that you send your word to us again today. Touch us one and all. Holy Spirit, fill us up from within every single one of us. We pray that no one that is participating in this service on site or online will leave the same way they came in the name of Jesus. Thank you for doing amazing things in our lives. Even from now till the end of this year, in Jesus' mighty, mighty matchless and majestic name, we have prayed and we have worshipped. And the people of God shouted a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seats. You're welcome to church again. Um, special greetings to those of you streaming from home, watching with us. We trust God that the same grace, the same power, the same anointing that is flowing in this sanctuary will hit you where you are. Hallelujah. Um, as we bring this teaching about supernatural lifestyle to a close today, um, engaging the supernatural um, for a strong finish to 2020. I just want to say a few more things in addition to all the things we've said before. Um, let me start by saying this. The supernatural is not magic. In Africa, I think believers need to be very, very conscious of that. It's not magic. It's not Hollywood. It's not Nollywood. It's not really an emotional thing. It can touch on your emotions and affect your emotions, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not about emotions. It's really about, any, like any other thing in God's kingdom, knowledge, knowing certain things, the things we've been sharing with you about. You are not limited to all that you can see, you can touch, you can feel, you can smell, you can taste. You are not limited to just the natural. That you live in an economy under a government or in a difficult time on the face of the earth, like we are living today, that there is famine and so much economic um, disability here and there, what supernatural is telling you is that there is something above and beyond what meets the eye. And you can plug yourself into that. The same way because you are connected to this world, the things that are going on in this world can affect your life. So you are in the world and the pandemic hits and people are catching the virus. And you need to be careful that you won't catch the virus. I mean, I want to just touch on that very briefly. <laughs> I notice everybody has started throwing away their COVID protocols now. And I can understand that. Thank God we don't have an outbreak in Nigeria. But please don't go to the extreme where you just start acting as if there's no virus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
a word is good enough for the wise. Let me move on. But just like in the natural, things that are happening natural can affect you the same way in the supernatural, that above and beyond realm. If you connect, that's why we are saying engage, you can plug into it. And it doesn't have to be anything spooky. Let, let me give my own testimony. I was sharing this last week. I mean, God, we are finishing well with a massive financial testimony. And I believe it's supernatural. I believe without God it wouldn't have happened. And it's not anything magical out of the world. What happened? A few months ago, the government just changed some policies that I believe started affecting the stock market in Nigeria positively. And some stock options we had just started skyrocketing. And has brought a good financial breakthrough to our lives. It can be that simple. It can be that simple. It can even be, I don't know, I can't prove this, but you can't disprove it as well. That just because God wanted Pastor T and Pastor Ida to finish the year well, God went to the king and told the CBN director, oh yeah, change this policy. Just to favor, you know God can do that for one person. And heaven didn't have to come down. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. Um, those stock options, they had a deadline for us to take advantage of them. And November this year was the deadline. So to me, it was just God showing us favor because it didn't happen last year. It didn't happen two years ago. The year that the deadline was going to wipe out, something just happened towards the end. May God help you to finish well. Now, that can, that's how supernatural. It can be your just everyday life. You went out, you traveled to Akure, no accidents, no incidents. You came back home, no accident, no incident. Several hours on the road. And you read the newspaper, hey, kidnappers just attacked one king and they killed him the day before. The same route you are traveling. And you just went, like, you didn't see any kidnapper, you didn't see any armed robbery. So it, can, it, it doesn't have to be magical. It doesn't have to be Hollywoodish. Hello. It doesn't have to be Nollywoodish. It can just be God just fulfilling what he has promised you in the word. And what you need to learn is how you can put yourself in that place, how that can be happening for you on a consistent basis. Hallelujah. Lifestyle. We're talking about a lifestyle here. Praise God. Let, let me quickly jump because of time. John chapter 2. I, I want us to look at this here. And we are familiar with the story in John chapter 2, the wedding at Cana of Galilee. There was a wedding. Jesus and his disciples were invited. And the story was that in the course of the wedding, they ran out of wine. And Jesus' mother came to tell him, they're out of wine. In other words, do something. Jesus said, it's not my time. Verse 5, Jesus' mother, Mary, went to the servant. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he, he can. And please note this. Sometimes the supernatural instructions that come from God sound very absurd. Speak in other tongues. And you will get wisdom. Sound very foolish. Take water from the tap. Carry it to the governor. <laughs> Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Verse 11, please, this is what I want to focus on this morning. And you know the story? They took the water in the water pot, took it to the governor. They just sheepishly obeyed as it were. And by the time they got to the governor, the governor took a sip of the former water and it had turned to wine and it was awesome wine. Supernatural happened. Verse 11, very instructive. This beginning of signs 
Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed him. Science there is talking about supernatural. Water turning to wine is supernatural. Praise God. Water turning to wine is supernatural. Now, I've shared this with us many times. There's something we, we say in Bible study. We call it the law of beginnings or the law of first mention. In other words, anytime the Bible tells you this was how it began or the first time it happened, there's a story there. In other words, that template can be copied and reproduced. The law of first mention. And there are so many beginnings in the Bible. And the Bible is telling us that this was the beginning of Jesus doing supernatural signs and wonders. So if we can learn from this story and this incident, we can replace it in our lives. You can turn water to wine in your life. You see, you didn't say amen to that. You didn't get what I'm saying. And I'm not necessarily talking literally. I'm talking about you had losses because of a pandemic. And at the end of the year, God turned it into surplus for you. It's a type of a story. You can look at what happens here. And there are a few things I want you to just quickly observe in this story because this is how supernatural operates. First and foremost, I want you to note this. This is just by the way. Sometimes Jesus can be in your life and you are running out. He can be in your marriage and it's going haywire. That things are going upside down does not mean Jesus is not in your life. It's a big part of what we are talking about engaging. Mary had to get them in that wedding to engage with him. He was there. They had invited him, and yet they were running out. I speak over everybody that your wine is running out, whether it's in your finances or concerning your health or concerning your marriage. There will be a turnaround for you in the name of Jesus. It's amazing that we can have God with us in this world. And all the prayers we pray in the church all over the world, and yet a global pandemic can hit. That there is chaos and problem does not mean Jesus is not with us. Hallelujah. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, why did you do it that way? Left to me, that you are in my life means I should never see it. Wine should never run out. Money should never run out. Joy should never run out. Peace should never run out. Hell should never run out. Hope should never run out. Hallelujah. But that is not how it works. He can be there. And yet everything is running dry. What to know is when he is there and everything is running out, what am I to do? Praise God. Like I've said over and over again, stop asking yourself when bad things happen to you, why did it happen to me? It can happen to you. God didn't say, because you are my child, you will not go through trials and tribulations and challenges. It can happen to you. That's not the problem. In fact, everybody that we read about in the Bible, it happened to them. They now had to engage with God. Praise God. And things turned around. Last week, we were talking about David, 1 Samuel 30. Called of God, anointed of God to be king, fighting the Lord's battles, and yet... With God in his life, with the anointing of God upon his head, the Amalekites came to his hometown. When he went to do ministry, it wasn't that David went to nightclub. Ministry, he went to fight the Lord's battles. And they raided his house, kidnapped his wife and his children, burnt down his entire city. God in your house, and yet the wine is running out. So don't get worried that things are not the way you expect it to be. The question is, what to do? 
And it's important at this point to always remember and never forget that God, Jesus, is the miracle worker. That you, you've got to learn to live life that way. That if my wine is running out, and if the Amalekites kidnap my wife and my children, I am not alone. Jesus is with me. God is with me. The miracle, what I cannot work the miracle. No man can work any miracle. Please understand that. Again, that's a big lesson for Africans. Particularly, not just Africans, but we are very... No man. If they can, they will never die. They will have been Africans living for 2,000 years now. God just walks miracles through us. Let, let me quickly show us that in scriptures. Job 9 verse 4. Somebody shout, Jesus is the miracle worker. I can't hear you this morning. Jesus is the miracle worker. God is wise. We took some time to talk about wisdom a bit in the midweek service on Wednesday. He's wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has hardened himself against the Lord and prospered? I want you to think about that rhetorical question. It's going to what I'm going to point out today. Who has hardened himself against God? God is the one that is going to do your miracle for you. You can't do the miracle yourself. Your pastor cannot do the miracle for you. Your man of God cannot do the miracle for you. Except by God and through God. Who has hardened himself against God and has prospered? Verse 10, Job 4, Job 9. He does great things past finding out. Yes, wonders without number. Praise God. I love reading that verse in the NIV. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. And so shall he do for you this year end season in the name of Jesus. So God is the miracle worker. Jesus is the miracle worker. But this is where people get confused. God uses men. The men are not the miracle workers. Don't get fixated to a fault on any man or a pastor. Don't. It may even short circuit the operation of the supernatural in your life. And the confusion comes from things like this. Look at Acts 19 verse 11. And I love the way the Bible says it. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Paul wasn't the one working the miracle. God was just using his hands. He was like that donkey that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. The donkey didn't have anything. The donkey only became special. And we hear about the donkey because Jesus rode on him. Paul is only outstanding because God walked through him. But you see, people now get fixated on Paul, on the man of God, on a place, a particular mountain, a particular oil we drink, a particular water we wash our body with, Africans particularly. But God, somebody shout God. God. He's the miracle worker. And God works miracles. God does signs and wonders. That's what supernatural is all about. Verse 12, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body. They took his face towel from his body, placed it on the sick, and the disease left them. And evil spirits went out of them. Supernatural. God does those things. Countless wonders that we cannot fathom. Miracles we cannot count. Why? He is wise and he's strong. The wisdom and the power of God. So the, Bible, the book should be called... 
it's in your Bible, you see it's Acts of the Apostle. A more accurate rendition is Acts of the Holy Ghost through or by the Apostles. Through or by the Apostles. And everything he did yesterday that you can read in this book, he's still doing today and much more. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Everything. If he worked miracles through Paul, that they could take the apron from his body and place it on the sick and evil spirits left. He is doing much more today. Can I hear loud amen? amen? That's where your faith should be. Oh, glory be to God. That's where your expectation should be. When the wine is running out and quite honestly, the message is that don't wait for the wine to run out. <laughs> Praise God. Don't wait for the wine to run out. Don't wait till when you are desperate before you cry out to God for help. I mean, they did that in John chapter 2. They don't have the privilege you and I have to preach from them. Your own lifestyle should be, since I know the miracle worker, since I know the person that can turn water to wine, my wine will never run out. Now, that doesn't mean wine may not run out. But you posture yourself in a place where you don't wait for the wine to run out. It's difficult to build your house in the midst of a storm. Hallelujah. So two basic steps. Let me just pick it up from where I left off last week. For you to engage the supernatural, you have reset your life with the word of God. Going back to all the things I've shared with us in this series. You have reset your life with the spirit and please do it. There's no point having a Bible and you're not engaging the Bible. Your wristwatch, every time it appears, you're engaging with your Bible much more this week. The devil's around, it appears you're engaging with the Holy Ghost. You've, you've stepped it up a notch. I mean, that, that's what my wife told me just now. God converted into a message for me. Tell them that's how to engage the supernatural. Let me tell you something very interesting. I have gone for walks before. Watch this carefully. Walks. And this watch could not track that I was in exercise because I was walking very casually. I mean, I was just going. He didn't tell me. But in just a few minutes of praise and worship, and I didn't even really leave a spot, oh, he told me that, ah, something is happening. That's what we are saying. Reset with the world. Reset with this. Reset with church. Then last week we talked about, look, there are so many ways to engage managers. Missions. That, that connect with missions in any way you can. Because missions is supernatural. We can list a thousand and one things. Prayer that we do in church. Worship that we do in church. See what she, when you plug yourself into this things in a way that your watch can measure it. Not casually. Because some people are in church, but they are not connected with church. When you are, you, you are in that place, you see, because this word boils down to two major basic things to watch out for. From this story we see in John chapter 2 and the story we read about David in 1 Samuel chapter 30 yesterday. Number one, two basic steps to engage supernatural. Receiving an instruction from God. receiving an instruction whatever he tells you to do that Jesus was in the wedding was not enough Mary knew she, she had lived with him it was almost 30 years she had learned you see, there are some things you know from experience I mean there are some things I know from pastor in a church 
that sometimes some people, because they don't know how to manage expectations, when you tell them God will do it for you, and by that first of December they've not done it, they now start getting depressed. Sometimes you even ask me, maybe we shouldn't have told them that God will bless them. But no, we have to tell you God will bless you because that's the message. But God has now started helping them manage expectations. 31st of December is just a date. Keep your eyes on God, not on a date. He will do it for you. Let, let me share another testimony with you. God was just reminding me about this this week as I was praying for this message. There was one year, I, I'm not even sure whether we were married by then or we were still engaged. There was this hatchback Toyota Corolla that we wanted to buy. We released our faith. Pastor Nita, and I don't even know whether she can remember. This sporty, I mean, well, there are a lot of new kids on the block. Very lovely, just came, to, I mean, and, I mean, we had learned faith and we, re, we wanted that car. We didn't get the car. The car did not come. The months went by, and I'm sure years went by, and we moved on. One day, a few years after, I was just driving on Third Mainland Bridge. The car just drove by me, and God just reminded me, see the car I wanted to buy. But this time, the car I was driving was like 10 times better than that car. My question, did God answer us or did no answer us? See, the way God answers you may not be the way you're expecting. That's a big lesson to learn about supernatural. And that's why you should not get hooked up on 31st of December. I met a lady in church this week. She brought her fiancé that she was going to marry to, to me. Just to counsel and to talk with them, to pray with them. I remember about a year or two ago, there was one guy. Let me just call him a guy and leave it there and move on. That just jilted. And I called her that time. And she had hope. She thought this was the guy. He wasn't the guy. The way God answers your prayer may not be the way you expect. That car drove and you said, you see your life now. And I think for a few months, I was bitter that that car did not come more. <laughs> there are some things you just learn from experience working with God Oh, so God didn't give me last year it doesn't mean that God forgot me No, he has something bigger and better for you he can do exceedingly abundantly above what you are praying for calm down hallelujah let me calm down it starts with you, particularly when you're in the right place. You have a word reset. You have a spirit reset. You have a church reset. You are plugged into missions. You are doing everything the church is saying as much as you can. What you now need is an instruction, like fill the water pot with water. Take it to the governor. You need that. You need that. Number two, you also need to carry out the instruction or the word that you have received. Two simple things. Hearing from heaven, this is where we left off last week, and obeying what you heard. When everything was stolen from David and they had killed everybody, he said, bring me the effort. And he started praying. What was he doing? The first one, I need an instruction. He said, God, should I pursue these people? If God had told David, don't pursue them, do you think he would have gone? No, he had learned how to work with God. And there are sometimes God will not say anything. That in itself is an answer. The mountain may shake. The whirlwind may come. Everything may shake, but God wasn't a God was in the still small voice. Sometimes that you, must, you will learn that as you go on. In doing this, sometimes you will miss it. You will think God is going to give you a back Corolla, but it's not a back Corolla. God has in store for you. But it's important for you to know how to pray and hear. And when you hear, look at your neighbor's man and say, when you hear. Do what he told you to do. Fill the water pot with water. 
take it to the governor. Don't say the, and many times what God will tell you will be absurd. Supernatural. Like speaking tongues. So many of you don't speak in tongues because it's absurd. That's how God does what he does. Let me quickly close because of time. So this is what to do. You've got to develop, again, where we left last week, the capacity of praying in the spirit until you hear from heaven. Praying in the spirit will help you to do two things. To hear, it will train your inner ear to know how to recognize God's voice. You get better with it with time. You get better with it with time. And you can grow to that point that David grew to. Where your wife has been kidnapped, your wives, your children have been kidnapped, your city has been burnt down, and you can still pray in the spirit and receive a specific instruction. Hi! In the midst of a pandemic, you can pray in the spirit and receive a specific instruction. David had grown to that point. That's what I mean by developed capacity. Some of us don't pray in tongues like you should. Look, let me tell you what you should do. And I will say it again. I don't have time to call you out to fill you up. But there's a small group leader that you belong to. Find that person. There's a pastor that you can connect to. I'm also available. And hold on to them. If I don't pray in tongues like you, we are not going home. Develop that capacity. You need to be in a place where when Jesus says... Fill the water pot with water. You can hear that instruction. And you must have enough strength when that instruction comes to carry it out. That's when the water turns to wine. Praise God. So no wonder when Jesus was going in the book of Acts, rise up on your feet with me this morning. He told the disciples, go and tarry in the upper room. And what he meant was that go and spend time praying. Until... You are endued with power from on high. All of us need to practice that principle in application to what I'm teaching. You need to develop a lifestyle where you can pray, you can do it as you are driving, you can do it as you are taking a bath, you can do it, you can lock yourself in a room like they did and just spend time praying and waiting on God until fill this water pot with water instruction comes to you. And sometimes when that instruction comes, you are too afraid to carry it out. So you continue to pray until the strength and the courage to do what he said drops as well. And Acts chapter 2, the Bible said they were in that upper room. And they had been there for 40 days. Part of it was because they were afraid, but the bottom line is they still obeyed the instruction. And suddenly, the Bible said the heavens rent open. And the rushing mighty wind came, filled the room where they were sitting. And clothing tongues sat up each, each, each of them. And they began to speak in tongues. And after doing it a while, Peter knew the message to preach. He knew what to say. And that's how they ran that book throughout. They built the capacity to a point where heaven could come and speak to them. Hello? And they could hear and act. That's how we must build our lives to live. And it starts with praying in the spirit. Law of first mention, Acts chapter 2. That was the first thing that happened. Kenneth Hagin of blessed memory said, praying in the spirit is the doorway into the realm of the spirit. 
Somebody lift your hands with me this morning. For those of us that can, I want you to open your mouth for a minute. That's all the time I can stick again. And begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And as you pray, make a fresh commitment. Those of you that are under the sound of my voice, on site or online, you don't pray in the Spirit. Make that one of your goals. That before the end of this year, this will be a lifestyle for you. I need to develop the capacity where I can hear instructions from heaven. Praying in the Holy Ghost will help you tremendously. Come on, pray, pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. It will help you tremendously. Those of you that pray in the Holy Ghost but don't use it, may this be a, an awakening for you, a rekindling for you, where you do what the apostles did in the book of Acts. And they prayed until the sound of heaven entered their ears and the boldness to carry out what they had filled their hearts. Come on, pray, pray, pray. This is how to turn water to wine. Particularly when you are connected with the church, connected with the word, connected with the spirit as you heart. All you need is an instruction. Do this. And water gets turned to wine. Do this. And your wives and your children and your wealth and your house shall be restored. Do this and your healing will come to pass. Do this and you'll be able to conceive and have children. Do this and you'll have a turnaround in your career. Do this and there will be peace and bliss in your home and in your marriage. Do this and your daughter will be healed. Do this and your son will rise up again. Do this and you will see the power of God flowing in your life. Hearing and obeying. But we need the capacity. Come on, pray one more minute. We need the capacity. That capacity is deficient in many people. We need the capacity to hear like David. Shall I pursue this troop? God, what should I do for the remaining 30 days of 2020? Shall I pursue this troop? And God said, pursue. You will surely overtake and recover all. And the capacity to pursue came with the word. And he pursued. And David recovered all. Ha, yeah. Somebody under the sound of my voice. By this time tomorrow, you will have a testimony of I have recovered all. Because you can hear. You can hear from heaven. And you can obey. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Oh, I'm seeking you, Lord. I'm seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up. I'll be a fool. You are my all in all. Come on, if you know it, sing it again. You are my strength when I am weak. Somebody lift your hands and sing that to him. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. I'm seeking you, Lord. To give up, I'll be a fool. You are my all in all. Jesus, Jesus, 
Lamb of God. from chapter 12 Paul was teaching the church about spiritual things or the supernatural I said I will not have you ignorant about spiritual things and here is the conclusion of the matter after going revelation after revelation about two three chapters verse 4 chapter 14 verse 15 here is the conclusion when it comes to engaging the supernatural what is it then I will pray with the spirit I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit. And I will also sing with the understanding. That, that is it. That's what builds the capacity for you. If you will do that, if you will do that, you will have what it takes to hear. Fill the water pots with water. And the strength to do that absurd instruction will also be there. And water will turn to wine for you. Loss will turn to gain for you. Ashes will turn to beauty for you. Sickness will turn to health for you. Negative will turn to positive for you. Because supernaturally God will step in. And you're engaged. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 640. 